W-P-H-A-T. You're listening to the number one health and wellness podcast, the place where health and consciousness connect perfectly, perfectly healthy, healthy and tone, tone radio, radio, radio with your host, Darren McDuffie. And now prepare to get fat. What's cracking, peeps, and welcome back to another episode of Perfectly Healthy and Toned Radio. I'm your show host, Darren McDuffie, and today I have a really awesome episode to share with you. I did a couple of weeks ago with Dr. Carolyn Mine on her book, Releasing Emotional Patterns with Essential Oils. Matter of fact, I have two other really good podcasts coming at you right after this one, and I haven't uploaded them just simply because I've had some things going on. First of all, we had a hurricane scare here in South Florida where I live and you can't be too cautious with hurricanes and anytime you get that advisory you have to kind of buckle down and I did that the second thing that happened was my good old trusty Mac decided to go down on me had to take it to the Apple store and they ended up fixing it for free and that's why I'm a really big Apple fanatic. I don't think I'll ever go back over to a PC for all you PC users out there. But getting into the episode with Dr. Carolyn Mine, if I had to say this was an episode that I'm going to remember for a long time, I I would have to say that just simply because it kind of crosses over to my pattern of thinking and where I'm going with a lot of this health and wellness stuff. I've been studying a lot on emotions lately and how emotions manifest in our bodies and how We really need to kind of pay attention to our emotions and use them as a guidance system when they do come up, but really had a good discussion with Dr. Carolyn Mind. But before we get into the interview, I just wanted to share with you Dr. Carolyn Mind's bio. Dr. Carolyn Mind is a chiropractic physician, speaker, and author who maintains an active practice in Rancho Santa Fe, California. She is the author and developer of Different Bodies, Different Diets, which identifies 25 distinct body types based on your dominant gland, organ, or system. While there are universal good dietary principles, Dr. Mon found the specifics like when is the best time to eat fruit varied from person to person. She discovered there is a commonality and that it is a person's dominant gland, organ, or system, which determines not only which foods best support you, the best time to eat them, the types of food you crave when your energy is low, but also where you gain your weight and your personality. Dr. Mind wrote Releasing Emotional Patterns with Essential Oils as a self-help guide to transmute the negative emotions we are all very familiar with to their opposite positive polarity and understand the lesson or why we experience and attract them in the first place. If you'd like to know more about Dr. Carolyn Mine, visit her at www.bodytype.com. Please enjoy the interview. Dr. Carolyn Mine, welcome to Perfectly Healthy and Tone Radio. How are you today? I'm wonderful. It's such a pleasure to be here with you. Such a pleasure to have you. I came across your book on essential oils. I don't know. I was dabbing over Google one day and I said, I want to find someone who is astute at essential oils and releasing emotions because this is a path that I've been on for quite some time um, with regards to studying emotions and how emotions may manifest within our bodies. And I was just so thankful to be able to come across your book and also to be able to connect with you and have you on the show to talk about this, because I sincerely believe that this is where medicine is going in the future. And I think that this is something that's kind of been untapped as far as we have the mechanical aspect of everything, teaching people how to use pills and supplements and all these different things. But there's few and far between that we are teaching people or equipping them how to deal with their emotions. And as I said, I think that this is something that's it, it's time for it because a lot of us are under a lot of nervousness, a lot of stress. People are depressed. It's a whole lot of things that are going on. So I believe that it's time for this. But my first question to you is my obligatory question. I always ask any guests is just how they actually got started in the health and wellness field. Well, I started with the health and wellness in chiropractic. And um, then with chiropractic, I've also done a lot of work from the emotional standpoint. And in looking at how to deal with emotions, I found that going through a lot of the process of 
feeling the emotion and expressing the emotion meant that you would just continue in that same emotional pattern. In other words, it was, if you're feeling anger, go ahead and express your anger, which is good, but the bottom line is you haven't changed it. And so you've just released the energy, but then you're going to have something else that's going to happen that will trigger the anger again, which means you really haven't solved the problem. So as I was looking at emotions, one of the things that I came across is the way emotions have been dealt with for centuries and particularly in Egypt. And one of the things that was done in Egypt is they would go through an initiation process. And in one of those, in one of the temples along the Nile, this was something that was done specifically for releasing emotions. And I had heard of a friend of mine, Dr. Gary Young, who I'd met when he had his clinic down in Mexico, um, who had been traveling around the world and looking at using essential oils in depth and had gone into a temple along the Nile where they did emotional release. And he was taken into a room where there was a table in the center of the room and on the wall were hieroglyphics. And those hieroglyphics were the emotion and the oil that was used to release that emotional pattern. The procedure was they would have the person who was going through the initiation process lie on the table and they would have a practitioner at the head and also at the feet. And the person who was being worked on would um, express various different emotions as they would come up and then they would use the oils to release those emotional patterns. When I heard that, I was looking at how do I get Uh, Dr. Young was able to make a a copy of the photograph, and then I thought, well, how do I get a copy of the photograph and translate it? And so when I asked that question, I heard a little voice inside my head that said, the same way you get the rest of your information. And so what that meant to me was go to the body, because I have used the muscle testing for years in my chiropractic practice as a way of determining what's going on with the system and also using that for the emotions that are stored in different organs. Because we know from traditional acupuncture that there are certain emotions that are stored in different organs. For example, anger is stored in the liver, fear is in the kidneys, uh, worry typically is stomach, which I found is actually the esophagus. So as I started looking at that, then I started really working with where the emotion is stored and what do we need to do to work to clear it. Because what I was finding is when you're looking at an emotion like anger, most of us know what happens when we express our anger. We know what happens when someone expresses their anger towards us. We know what happens if we internalize our anger. So obviously, none of those are emotions we want to work with. So my next question was if you're not going to if you're not going to release your anger and you're not going to hold on to your anger, what are you going to do with it? And that means you need to transmute it. And so that was really the the whole basis for adding the oils. And essentially what I did is I looked at what's the negative emotion What's the other polarity of it? What's the positive side? And in addition to that, what do I need to learn from this particular experience? And how do I do that? Which is with an affirmation. This is how affirmations fit in. I found affirmations by themselves was one part of the picture, but didn't really go quite far enough. And then using the essential oils, the essential oils will access the limbic system of the brain, which is the seat of the emotion. So I wanted to talk about that. But before we do, you talked a little bit about muscle testing. And for a lot of people that are out there are listening to this. They may not be familiar with muscle testing. I'm very familiar with it. Um, I see a practitioner here in uh, Fort Lauderdale where I live, where I've been exposed to a lot of this. But 
being exposed to it and seeing it in different aspects. A lot of people say that sometimes muscle testing can be inaccurate. I guess I've seen it very, very accurate. Is there a way that we make it more accurate? It's a tool and it's a tool like any tool. And so people can use it correctly and they can also use it for uh, misuse it, which would be for their and influencing it in areas where you're really not. Uh, and so this is why you hear this because it is possible that it can be misused. The key is to get your your conscious mind out of it. In other words, you want to you want to be neutral. You don't want to hold the idea of what what you want this muscle testing to do. You don't want to hold yes, I want this particular answer and this is what I'm going to get. Because what I've seen is I've seen people and say, well, um, like with the food for example, I really want this ice cream, so I'm going to keep asking until I can come up with a yes answer, and therefore I can eat it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get you get what you believe, and if you want to believe it, or if you try it enough, you you're going to get you know get the right answer. So it, it makes a, a ton of sense. So the real key when you're doing the muscle testing is to send your conscious mind on vacation, and your focus is on the answer, and it's really about being clear. So there is an art to how to use it and how to use it accurately. Yeah. So let's get into the structure or the makeup of essential oils because I came across an article uh, maybe about two or three months ago and I did a YouTube video based upon this article because I really got intrigued by essential oils and I'm like, okay, well, how do these things work? Because I'm like one of those per people that I'm not always the person who likes to see the solid state of something, I like to take it apart and see how it actually works. And when I delved a little bit into this article and started doing more research, I came across the limbic system. So talk about the limbic system. You kind of alluded to that earlier, but talk a little more about the limbic system and how that opens up our emotions. And also the, I think one of the components of essential oils is sesquiterpenes. And I remember from my research of how important the sesquiterpenes were in reaching the limbic system. But take those two subjects and kind of talk about them a little. Okay. One of the things that's interesting when you're looking at our, our senses, we're really very familiar with our sight and hearing and taste. And the smell is one of those that's kind of vague. It gets glossed over. But smell is what accesses the limbic system of the brain. And the limbic system of the brain is the seat of the emotion. So the way to truly get to the seat of the emotion is by using the essential oils because that's the one that will directly affect the limbic system. I found in working with the emotional patterns is I will use the acupuncture alarm points on the body as a way of accessing the organ, the emotional points on the forehead as a way of accessing the emotional body and it does affect the frontal cortex and the smell as a way of breaking the cycle in multiple areas. And, of course, with the sesquiterpenes, this is the component in the oil that accesses the limbic system of the brain. And this is why it's really important when you're using essential oils for emotional clearing and other medical properties that you have an oil that is distilled properly rather than a lot of the, the oils that are used more from just the, this smells good. So that's why the, the properties in the oil are absolutely essential when you're looking at, at how effective it is for the purpose that you have in mind. I use uh, lavender every night pretty much one or two drops of lavender and use it in my hands and smell it and then place it on the bottoms of my feet. And that seems to relax me. And I also use peppermint whenever I feel like I need, you know, that pickup or need to be more alert if I'm working or, or something. I remember watching, yeah. watching an interview and this young woman, and I hate to bring this up just simply because it's a probably a more um, extreme example, but I wanted to get the audience to understand. 
um, this young woman was raped and she said that she could smell the guy and every time she smelled the guy it kind of emitted an emotion in her so i guess that's the correlation of how we use Absolutely. that smell and, and emotions and people don't yeah. understand that how a smell is attached to an emotion and how it can trigger an emotion in us absolutely and this is why you would go get off the airplane and then you would have the smell of the cinnamon buns mm-hmm. and part of that even walking into a home to give it that homey feeling it's to connect with the smells of childhood uh, when your mother was baking cookies Uh, so it's to emit or invoke that particular emotion and this is why the oils are so essential when you're looking at dealing with that very deep component because there is that relationship between the emotion and the smell and it is through the limbic system where that connection actually occurs yeah i've had this experience uh, and i know you just mentioned cinnamon cinnamon buns like you're walking in a mall and, and they have the cinnabon and you yes. smell, <laughs> you're like, you're going nuts. I'm gluten-free, so I don't eat that. But um, I recently, I just noticed experience of walking through the grocery store and I'm like, uh, why do I keep smelling cinnamon? Um, it's something about cinnamon. I guess it relaxes you or something to that effect. And I keep noticing every time I go into the uh, into the grocery store. What's interesting with cinnamon is the emotion that's connected with it is irritation. And the other side of that is bliss. Oh. So to put you in a positive emotional state, cinnamon is a perfect oil or a, a perfect spice to use. Yeah. and But I noticed, too, you, you mentioned irritation. Like, I get irritated when it's just, it, it just seems like it's a phony smell because they're pumping. Mm-hmm. It, and it, it, it irritates me. It's not blissful to me when when it's not something that you're wanting you have that intention to actually uh actually smell it so it can't tend to be that's that's true and so that's why just a smell just to have a smell doesn't always produce the results that you want and the the cinnamon bark is the oil that i've found is connected with irritation, which is actually on the head of the pancreas, and that would have a lot to do with the blood sugar, with the insulin, with the insulin production. Uh-huh. So it does trigger just smelling an oil without the, without the rest of it. In other words, what is it that I'm wanting to do with this without the intention? So you've got What's the emotion, identifying the emotion, and then where do you want to take that energy? So if you have no place to take the energy, then you would stay in that state of irritation. So you really wouldn't move it to the other side. And that's when, what do you have to do in order to get to the bliss? Right, right. You kind of have to to cross over. You mentioned this earlier uh, when you started talking, and I want to kind of get back into it. Do certain emotions that we have have the propensity to settle in certain organs or certain parts of our bodies? Absolutely. And one of the things I looked at was how does this actually happen? So in acupuncture, we deal with the meridians. And we know that from over 5,000 years of experience that the there are certain emotions that are stored in different organs. And this is when we're looking at anger being stored in the liver, fear in the kidneys. Because this has been there so long, you'll notice it in your body. Um, and as I looked at the various different emotions, I was looking at what's that What's the other side? What's the positive polarity? And I also found that if one emotion is stored in one organ, what's the emotion that's stored in the other organ? Which is why what I've done in my book is to go through all of the different organs and all the emotions and look at where are they stored in the body and identify that. 
Then what I found is I needed to go further because otherwise I would just be staying in that negative emotion, which we're all really familiar with. The positive emotion for most people is some vague thing out there somewhere. And if you don't know what it is, how in the world are you ever going to get there, especially when you end up being in the emotional state of anger, for example? So it was because of that that I went through to identify what that positive side is and then to take it a step further, and that's how do we get out of it? What do I need to learn from it? What do I need to do so I'm not constantly recreating the same negative emotion? And that's really the basis of releasing emotional patterns with essential oils as one other tool. The other thing is... Even if a person doesn't have the specific emotional, even if the person doesn't have the specific oil for that particular emotion, even the knowledge of understanding what the other side of the emotion is and how to get out of it can be very beneficial. Going into uh, the sexes, women have been taught to be more emotional. Men have been taught to not be as emotional or we learn these roles, so to speak. I don't want to say taught. We, we kind of learn these roles. Do you find in working with people that women have a easier time releasing emotions because they are more apt to be in touch with those emotions versus men who kind of bury their emotions instinctively and are taught or take on the role of not not feeling? That is true, and it's looking at what the conditioning is, and so it's really about going back to how do we raise our children to let let men know or let boys know that it's okay to have emotions, but also to be able to move through it. And so when I look at what's the greatest gift you can give your children, it's to teach them how to deal with their emotions. The problem with men is they're told, no, you cannot show emotions, so it's not okay to express your feelings. And if it's not okay to express your feelings, then you have to suck it up, which means you've backed up the energy, and that energy has to go someplace, and the way it's expressed is in anger. That hits home for me because... I'm over 40, and it wasn't until I think maybe 42 years of age, I'm a little bit older than that, but at 42 was when I kind of quit bearing my emotions because I was always taught that I had to be this calm, cool guy and that I could not express anger. And when I did express my anger, it was as if it had nothing to do with the situation. It was just uh, like blowing off a ton of steam because Everything that led up to that situation came out, no matter if it had anything to do with the situation. Exactly. Yeah. a, A trail of events and then I would just explode. Yes. Yes. And what's interesting is that some people, and I find this with certain body types like the adrenal body type, for example, which is our classic male, they'll be able to handle a lot of things until they get to a certain point where it's, it's like the emotions are at a pinnacle and then some little thing. Um, okay. So go ahead and say what you were saying. I'm sorry. Okay. Typical stereotype male is adrenal. This is your classic football linebacker. And what will happen for the adrenal is they're able to manage their emotions really well. They just keep stuffing them. And finally, you've got so many emotions that are built up to a level where they can no longer contain it. And some little thing will be enough to trigger. And then there's explosion of all of the emotions, just exactly like you were saying. And everyone around them gets the effect of the fallout. So, Everyone else is dealing with all this emotional stuff, but the adrenal is fine. It's over. It's done. I'm done with it. But that's not true with all body types. There are others that are far more sensitive. And so they're feeling all of this emotional stuff, and they're the ones that are having to deal with picking up all of the pieces and then looking at how do we deal with problems so this doesn't keep happening. Looking at the points of connection, you have your mental, emotional, you have your spiritual, physical. I wanted you to talk about those a little bit, but also my question underlying those points of connection is, 
can we move as we age? Because I'm finding that I'm getting a little bit more emotional now, not to the point that I'm walking around crying, but <laughs> but I'm learning to kind of more feel my way through life more so than thinking my way through life. So is it possible that in these points of connection, we, as we age and become a little bit more mature, we progress to a different side? The goal is to be able to balance all of the aspects. And what will happen is we will have one side that is dominant. So we're looking at mental or emotional. And that particular point would be the point of connection that's the strongest point. And this is your default. So when you're backed against the wall, push comes to shove, what do you ultimately rely on? Is it your head or your gut? And that's not the same as your intuition. And so that would mean your dominant sense is mental if you're relying on your head. So what happens is we're wanting to develop the other side, the emotional side, and this is really what our life experience is about. So we attract other people into our lives who have the dominant emotional side as a way of learning how to express our emotions, how to deal with our emotional side. And once we learn how to deal with the other side or sometimes the unmanifested part, then we're able to integrate that point. And by doing that, we're able to connect with other people who operate predominantly on the emotional side as opposed to the mental side. And then the same thing is true with the physical spiritual. And so it does, and spiritual deals more with the intuitive area. And so the reality is, again, we all have all of our parts. It's just there are parts that are dominant or strongest. And as we get older, since we're focusing more on integrating the unmanifested side, many times that will be what we think of first. So you're absolutely right in as you get older then you are going to get more and more in touch with your emotions. Yeah, I'm finding that out a lot. Actually, it's my birthday today. <laughs> no. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. And I'll tell the audience my age. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm 46 and I really don't feel like it. And most people tell me I don't look like it. But this has, again, been a part of my manifestation of my progression of really learning how to deal with emotions and really not being ashamed of dealing with them because there was a time when I was ashamed about dealing with my emotions or, or, or feeling. And I think that a lot of people are kind of the same way. Dr. Carolyn, what causes us to bury our emotions? Why do you think we do that? We do that because we don't know how to deal with them. Sometimes it's not appropriate. A lot of times you'll find that you just need to get through a situation and you need to stay focused on what does it take in order to get through a crisis. And so because of that, you really don't have the the time or the tools to deal with our to deal with the emotions. So we just bury those. And then it seems like we never really get to the place of taking the time to deal with the emotions. They finally reach a point where they express and they will express in our relationships or they'll express in our health. So this is why the best way to deal with the emotions is to allow yourself to feel it. And once you feel it, then you're able to release it because emotions are like waves. They'll come in and then they'll move back out again. And so you will have that strong emotion, that emotional response, and then you'll let that move. And then it's a matter of being able to look at that and and say, well, what is this emotion telling me? What's here? What's this connected with? Because a lot of times our experiences that we have in daily life will trigger unresolved emotions from experiences in the past. And this is how you know, what do I need to work on? It's basically what's coming up in your life, what's presenting itself. In the book you talk about, I remember there was one stanza in there that says that we can be unaware of the body holding emotional patterns. Is this what happens when we come into contact with something huge like cancer or diabetes or, or any of those diseases that, that we kind of dread? 
Absolutely. And cancer is classic. So cancer is ultimately self-denial. It's a lot of denying feelings. And those feelings get stuffed and tapped down. And the dominant feeling is anger. Because a lot of times, that's the emotion that we feel. We don't really go deep enough to see what's what's triggering the anger, what's underneath that. Sometimes it can be hurt. Sometimes it can be resentment. Sometimes it can be fear of abandonment. All of the negative self-talk, that's the negative emotions that will trigger a lot of the anger. Let's talk about abandonment because I wanted to ask you about that because going through your charts, that came up a lot. What What is that and why do we have such an issue with it? It's our separation. And so ultimately, when you look at our human experience, it's our separation from source, our separation from God. And so our life experience is about reconnecting, finding our connection, finding our connection to source. And this is why the spiritual component is is essential when you're looking at the fullness of your life your life experience. And we see this abandonment, a lot of times it will show up as abandonment in relationships because relationships are our outward picturing of what's going on. Then you can go deeper and you can look at how are you abandoning parts of yourself. And ultimately, I find when you're looking at abandonment, it goes into the feeling of being abandoned or being separated from from source. And it's not that you're ever separated from source. It's that it's time to have an earth experience where you get a chance to to find out who you are and experience your individuality and your portion of expression. I was reminded of this um, watching your, your one of your videos last night and preparing for the interview and reading the book. And I always try to relay this to people that emotions are basically just two things. It's, it's either love or fear. Talk exactly. A, yeah, t- talk a little bit yeah. about that because this is something that I've discovered in the past few de- years that every time I'm able to make a decision or something comes to me, I judge it based upon those two things. But talk about that a little. Ultimately, when we're going to bring everything down to its essence, we can look at a polarity and we've got the positive, the negative polarity. So if we're looking at emotions, the negative polarity is fear because all the emotions are fear-based. The positive polarity is love and the positive side is all love-based. So ultimately, when you're looking at emotions, you want to look at, you can look at this to see, is it, is it, a lot of times when you're looking at an emotion, you want to know what's the source. Is it love or is it fear? So an example of that is control. And we know that control can have a positive polarity because this is, if you didn't take control of your life, where would you be? But then control can go into the extreme where you can be controlling of other people. And so when I was looking at control, control is ultimately Mm fear-based because control can manifest as controlling your environment, controlling other people, or controlling yourself. But the bottom line is even controlling yourself is fear-based. So the other side of control is not being out of control, but it's balance. It's how do you get to the point of balance and the way you get there, the affirmation is, I am content and blessed, which has to do with your spiritual connection. So ultimately, when you're looking at the points of connection, you're looking at the emotions having the negative polarity, the positive polarity. The mental aspect is, what do I need to understand from this situation? The physical part is how is it manifested in the body, which is why we use the acupuncture alarm points, so that it it can be released from that cellular memory. 
And then the spiritual part is, what do I need to learn from this experience, which is where we've got the affirmation. And the affirmation is your way out. It's, what do I focus on to get out of this negative emotion so that I can eventually be at choice and instead of constantly being in Instead of constantly being triggered by a negative emotion and living in that negative space, I can choose to live in the positive area. And this is why you use an oil until the negative emotion is no longer an issue for you. One of the ways of doing it, I had people ask me, how long do I need to continue doing this affirmation? And the answer is until it's no longer a challenge. But one of the ways that I would find when I was asking is the answer would be 18 times a day for seven weeks. And I was never sure whether that was literal or whether it was symbolic. But it's basically changing that pattern so that you're no longer triggered by a negative emotion, but you can be at that position of choice where you can choose laughter over anger as opposed to immediately being triggered and going into anger anytime there's something that that blocks your particular path. I wanted to get you to maybe really, really quickly go through the, the clearing procedure and what needs to be done. And I had some questions on that. But before we get into that, explain what alarm points are. Alarm points are acupuncture points that alarm points are acupuncture points where the energy in the meridian comes to the surface. So a lot of the acupuncture meridians are under the skin, but the alarm point is a way of determining whether there's an imbalance in a particular acupuncture meridian, and there are also ways of accessing that particular meridian. So most of the points that I use in my book are traditional acupuncture points, and then there are others that will do the same thing for different emotions that are not charted in traditional acupuncture. This has been a lot of my research. So talking about the clearing procedure, kind of got, walk us through the, the clearing procedure. But also while you're talking about that, there were two things that I picked up from reading the book, preparing for the interview. And this one is really important to activate the oil. I wanted you to talk about that. And also making an intention. Talk about these two things and why they're so important as you walk us through the clearing procedure. So to activate the oil, you're just taking a drop. And what you're wanting to do when you're applying the oil is allow a drop of the oil to fall out of the container into your hand. And then you want to put that in your non-dominant hand. Then take your dominant hand and just rotate the oil clockwise three times. That activates it. It's like it's like waking it up. It's frequency. It is. Yes. And yeah. So it's otherwise the oils are are there and they hold the frequency, but by activating it, you're waking it up. And then there was something else that you were asking me. What was the other one? About oh, activating no, no problem. it. Um the intention. <laughs> the intention. intention. Yes. And um oils hold an intention. And the nice thing about the oils when you're applying them on the various different points is oils will also go to intention. So if you're in the general vicinity of a point, it's still going to go where it needs to go. The other thing that's interesting with the acupuncture points is you can use multiple points. So there are points on the body. There are points on the feet. There are points on the hands, even points on the ears. And it really doesn't make any difference which area you use. It's, again, your intention because what you're wanting to do is you're wanting to access the meridian or access the area where the emotion is stored. Okay, so once you you do that, you've activated the oil, you've kind of made the intention, kind of walk us through the clearing procedure. Do you uh, think about the emotion? How does does the whole... Absolutely. Absolutely. We definitely do. And so if we take an emotion like anger, for example, 
when you're looking at an emotion, it's good if you can feel it. And the more you can feel it, the more you can connect with a lot of the other feelings from the past, because it's really about taking that emotion and moving that into the other side. So you're getting into the anger, allow yourself to feel it, and then shift that over to the other side, which is laughter. And so the procedure that I'll use is, so the procedure that I'll use is to take a drop of oil, put that in your hand, rotate it clockwise, activate it, then put that on the acupuncture alarm point. So for anger, for example, the acupuncture alarm point is on the liver. And there is a point on the hand, it's on the little finger side. That's a really good point to use, especially if you're working with children or in your, in even a work situation. There are points on the feet, sometimes by working with a person by giving them a foot massage. That's another way that you can access a person who is dealing with emotions, another way to calm them down, or another way of, of helping a person find emotions that they have stuffed. Um, because different emotions will come up even in doing a procedure like uh, doing a foot massage. You could find different points that are tender, which would identify various other emotions that you could work with using one oil after another. So the acupuncture point on the body for the liver happens to be on the nipples. And so this could also be a very fun thing to do if you're working with a spouse who happens to be stuck in different emotions but that's another subject (laughs) so (laughs) basically the procedure on clearing the emotional pattern is to take a drop of the oil put that in your non-dominant hand rotate that clockwise three times to activate it apply that on the acupuncture alarm point smell the oil Connect with the feeling, connect with the emotion, connect with the negative emotion of anger. Allow yourself to feel it. Breathe it in, breathe it out, and let it go. And I like to do this three times because as you breathe in the second time, you can feel where it's stored in your body. Breathe the oil in, let it out, and let it go. And also any memories from the past, anything that comes up as far as the the anger and anything that's related to it. Then take a breath in and breathe in the positive side, which for anger is laughter. And even if you don't feel like laughing, allow yourself to remember a time when you did feel like laughing and allow yourself to feel that laughter Breathe out and let it go. And then breathe that laughter in. Express that into areas of your life where you've been feeling the anger. Breathe that out. Let it go. Same thing with the the body. Breathe the laughter in. Fill all the spaces where the anger was and let that go. And then the next thing is how do you move anger into laughter, and that's your affirmation, my direction is clear. So just again, take a breath in and breathe in the oil, and the oil for laughter and anger happens to be a blend called purification, but you're wanting to breathe that oil in, connect with the affirmation, my direction is clear, and let it go. And And again, by repeating this three times, it actually works on the various different levels of the body, the physical, the emotional, and also connecting with the etheric. How often do you do it? Whenever you think about it, a lot of times it's good to do this first thing in the morning when you're setting your intention for the day. Another time that is really good is at night before you go to bed because this allows your subconscious to do a lot of the processing. And then any other time when you might be triggered or you just might think about it, depending on what's going on. One of the other things that I found, too, is sometimes you work with one emotion and then you'll have another emotion that will come up right away. You can work on the next emotion that comes up. Sometimes you'll find that you'll want to work on related emotions because these are 
emotions that would use the same oil uh, and things that would be very similar. Uh, you may end up with something that's different. So you may have anger and then you're looking at, well, what's causing the anger is this fear of abandonment. And at that point, you would want to use the lavender. I found this very intriguing as far as just talking about oils, because you mentioned a lot of different oils in the book, but there's a specific oil for people who consider themselves overly emotional. <laughs> what is that oil? <laughs> and this has to do with fear of emotions. And so a lot of times it's because we tend to stuff our emotions, either that or we can be more excessive because we don't really know how to deal with stuff. And so for this particular one with emotions, that can be um, and a blend known as Hanaway, and that basically is um, one that was a blend that was used as initially for pain. Um, the interesting area is where it's stored, and that is in the fascia, and the acupuncture and long point for the fascia is right over the hip joint area. Uh, sometimes with women, you'll notice that's where a lot of women will put on weight, yeah. and You've probably heard of the technique called roughing, and what that is is a, a deep tissue massage, which is stored to release emotions that are stored in muscles. So ultimately, you'll see how a lot of the emotions dealing with the emotions, sometimes it's, it's being afraid of expressing the emotions. Sometimes it's just the opposite. It's just right there regardless of what's happening. It's ultimately about feeling and allowing yourself to feel, but then to take it to the next step, and that's I let go and allow. And if you find yourself being overly emotional, it's because you really need to allow yourself to feel the emotion and move through it rather than getting stuck on it. Yeah, a lot of people get, get stuck in their emotions. I, I used to be like that. I just like would not allow myself to kind of feel it and release it or, or feel it and maybe move through it, so to speak. That's the key. Yeah. That's that's the key. Feel it, allow yourself to feel it, and move through it. And now you know how to get to the other side because you know where you're going. It's not enough to have some vague thing out there somewhere. You really need to have a direction, which is why we're going with, which is why we're going with the intention, mm -hmm. and then we're looking at taking personal responsibility, and that's what do I need to learn from this experience, so I'm not constantly attracting this negative emotion and this negative experience. Yeah. One of the things too that I found when I, I, I mean, I haven't use essential oils um i'm going to to try this but um, i believe use some other techniques but one of the things that i found in really confronting my emotions or being able to deal with them on a a, a grander scale would be um witnessing fatigue that it, does this process of clearing these emotions can it leave you fatigued like physically fatigued because i well i would imagine for me i buried stuff for so long and I wasn't dealing with it. When I finally dealt with it, I felt fatigued. But then maybe a day later, if I felt so much lighter. Exactly. And the fatigue a lot of times is the, a lot of times the reason you feel fatigue is because your body needs a little bit of time to process, which is why you were fine the next day. Sometimes you just need to rest because the body has a lot of work to do when it's digging up these emotions and releasing them and letting them go. And this is why it's really important to drink water because the kidneys are responsible for clearing 50% of all the waste material in the body. And that's why drinking water is so essential when you're looking at clearing emotional patterns. You also want to work on cleaning up your diet. Yep. And I know we talked about this a little bit earlier. And um, different emotion or different foods like sugar a lot of times will mask the emotions, same way when we use any other substances. So it's really about releasing the emotions and clearing a lot of the, the toxins that have been stored because the negative emotions are basically toxic. Uh, someone on, we talked about 
the storing of emotions and how it you kind of need to detoxify your emotions as well when you're detoxifying the body. So it all makes sense. It's all pretty much holistic. It really is. It really is when you look at it. And the interesting thing about fatigue is the other side of fatigue is ignited, which is where your energy really comes in. And the way you get there is by being aligned. And um, the area in the body where it's stored is the area that's associated with life force. So it's really about releasing your energy. And so often when you're fatigued, you want to look at what's causing you to be blocked. One of the other areas I see a lot is depression. Yes. And what I found with depression, for the most part, it's repression. You want to look at what the emotion is that you're repressing and identify that and work with that rather than just focusing on depression. It's like anger. Anger is the surface one. Then the next thing is what's underneath it, what's causing it. And this is like peeling the layers of an onion as you're going through different levels and different layers of of clearing the emotions. The reality is we all have all of the emotions. There's no right ones or wrong ones. It's just that certain emotions are more of a core issue for certain certain people or certain body types and this can have to do with your life experience and your life experiences have a way of connecting you with what your life lesson is or what you need to learn and so this will be another way of being able to identify where do I start with all of this Um, so you start by looking at what is the emotion that you're feeling You can also look at your body and say, where is this emotion stored? Where do I have a pain? What's my body telling me? Um, Another way is by looking at an oil. You may find that you're attracted to a particular oil like peppermint and or lavender you want to look at what are the emotions that are associated with that and the other one is looking at what your body type is because that will show you what some of these deep core issues are yeah and we're going to have you back on and talk about the body type diet where we'll know some more about the body types and i guess these these books kind of go hand in hand because if you're going to use one you're probably going to need the other well what you will find is there's a section in the book on different body types and the the um, emotions that are associated with each particular body type and so for example if we looked at a hypothalamus one of the emotions that's associated with hypothalamus is fear yeah i think you told me i was a hypothalamus and uh yeah i've had some, some fear in my life around various things and so we can also look at how different emotions are stored in different areas and um, addictions especially when you're looking at addictive um, behavior especially with alcohol um, one of the core underlying emotions at the very root of it is shame and so this is again we're looking at emotions that have been buried and covered up and how do you deal with those particular emotions yeah a lot of people go through that whole thing of shame and guilt especially women i think more women go through the shame and guilt thing but it can be uh, men as well the last question for you, and I found this really uh, interesting because, again, the more and more I get into health and wellness and, and see certain things, the more that I think nature provides things that are really, really low cost that you don't have to spend a lot of money on to really improve your uh, state of being, so to speak. And mm-hmm. In, in yeah. your book, you talked about sea salt and how you can use that to cleanse your emotional body, which I thought was really important. But because... Mainly here, we think more about our physical body because it's there, it's seen, we can see it, and we're all about the reality, but we really don't think about our emotional body. Talk about the emotional body and how we can use sea salt to kind of cleanse that. The sea salt was just using the sea salt is amazing. It will do more for clearing the energy field than any other simple thing that I found. And what I was looking at is I was looking at how we feel when we go down to the ocean and go for a walk. But a lot of times, particularly in Southern California, the ocean's cold and you've got salt water. So even if I was walking down to the ocean and then would come back again, that didn't really 
uh, wasn't always practical. So I was looking at how can I take the ocean and bring that into a nice warm shower with fresh water. And I found that by taking sea salt and putting that, um, so I found that if I just put a little bit of sea salt and put that on my chest and solar plexus and rinse it off, that will do more for clearing the aura than anything that I found. A lot of times I'd find that there would be emotions that would come up, particularly if you're working with someone else and you're feeling the emotions. How long does it take for you to clear it and get it out of your energy field? I found that if I would just get in the water, because water by itself is one of the things that is purifying, but adding the but adding just sea salt and just putting that sea salt on my chest and solar plexus and rinsing it off would lift that emotional energy quicker than anything else. The other thing that's a, a key area for clearing emotions, and particularly when someone else is imposing their will on you, is the back of your head. So I found that every time I wash my hair, I also put some sea salt on the back of my head while I'm shampooing it and showering it, and then it's gone. But when do you use use sea salt? Whenever you're going through emotional stuff or you're working with anyone else who's going through emotional stuff, which is basically all the time. So because of that, I just have a plastic cup I keep in my shower. And every time I take a shower, I use the sea salt. Yeah, I think that when we, you're working with people or you're giving advice or you're doing what we do, especially I see a lot of nutritionists who are, you know, they get burnt out. I just had a friend who kind of got burnt out and um, wanted to take a break from seeing clients and all this stuff. And part of that, I think, is because... Like you just explained, we take on their emotions, so we kind of need to be able to kind of cleanse our emotional body in order to maybe, I would say, protect ourselves from their their energy. But I also think that in retrospect, we kind of need to see them as a way that we want to see them. Like I always try to look at people who are sick as well. Like that's the ultimate thing for me to say, hey, I see you in the state, but I see you well, see you being able to kind of take care of, you know, take care of yourself. But again, absolutely, because you're looking at shifting the negative expression into the positive. And one of the things that you do is you hold that space and allow them to move into the positive. And the other thing that I'm finding when it comes to emotions, so you're working with a person and you're feeling their emotions. What I found to keep me from getting into that emotional state is I needed to look at that particular emotion in me. And it was like I had a little antenna that was there and if someone else was dealing with an emotion that I hadn't totally cleared, it triggered that antenna. What I needed to do was I needed to clear that emotion, which removed that antenna. So then I didn't get pulled into everybody else's emotional stuff. Yeah, I always say that life is like a mirror. Whatever you see, whatever you don't like in other people, it's because it's something within you. Absolutely. (laughs) And people don't get that. And that's one of the journeys that I've been on for uh, almost a year or so. It's like when I, when something comes up in someone that I don't like, it's because that thing is in me and I need to kind of clear that out of myself. Right. I won't notice it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Dr. Carolyn, this has been so profound. Um, probably I I really enjoyed the interview because this has kind of summed up the whole path that I've been on for the last maybe I would say two years, two, three years. And it's kind of where I'm moving with a lot of things. I shifted out of really this whole, I guess, telling people what to eat, telling people what not to eat. (laughs) And because, you know, there's so many people out there that are doing that. But um, I think that now there needs to be a, a, a total well-being of how do I deal with my emotions and, you know, seeing ourselves as we see others. And, and it's all a culmination. And just the ending of this interview has really kind of reassured me that, you know, I'm on the right path. I'm just stepping on on the right path. You definitely are. And that's ultimately what it boils down to, because it's our emotions that show us 
what we need to learn, what we need to do, what we need to experience. And that's our guide as to why are we here, what do we need to do. And it's really what gives us the fullness of the expression of life and allows us to live life to our fullest. So um, tell people how they can get your books, because you have a, a different array of books, but the book that we're particularly discussing today was Releasing Emotional Patterns with Essential Oils. But tell us how we can get your books. My website is bodytype.com. You can also go to Amazon. Amazon carries my book as well. Um, and also my office, my office number is on the website and my name is Carolyn Mine. Dr. Mine, thank you for being on. Really appreciate it. Thank you and look forward to speaking with you again. Okay.